Hi, I'm Dr. Gamma Verdian from Dental Lounge. Would you like to increase your success, whether it be personal success or career success? Studies have proven that enhancing your smile can enhance your quality of life in every way. I've seen hundreds of patients for porcelain veneers and smile makeovers with amazing results. Simply tap the banner and book your free consultation and I'll be happy to show you. And best of all, ask about our interest-free payment plans. Dental Lounge Macquarie Street. Create success with your smile. Hi. Hello and welcome to the return of Avaksake, a very special FES Express. We had to. The last 24 hours have been so crazy. It had to call for an emergency podcast. Right now, I'm standing outside my office building on 120 Collins Street. I've got Dave, I've summoned Dave to uh, appear. It's been a crazy 24 hours, mate. I think the, the public really just demanded a podcast. We had to get this uh, up and running. Yeah, Jace. Uh, hello, to all the uh, FVS folks out there, it's good to finally be doing this again. Jace, be careful what you wish for, mate. It was uh, only a few days ago you were posting pics of uh, rotting skeletons about your boredom this off-season and how nothing was happening. Well, uh, I think uh, that problem has been solved. Take everything you thought about this off-season and fucking throw it out the window. It's, it's been, what, yeah, what are 24 hours? We, had, we really had to do a podcast. Uh, so much stuff has happened. Uh, the fans were going, you know, unhappy, you know, really impatient with what was happening. And obviously it's all culminated into this really crazy day. And we're going to go through it step by step. And we're going to start from the beginning. Obviously, we'll get to the Tracy stuff in just a moment. But there was some other stuff that happened um, yesterday. Um, right now, it's also, I think it's worth mentioning as well, it's midday on Wednesday. I thought we're Thursday right now. The Tracy stuff is only rumoured. It still not hasn't been even properly officially announced. So who knows what could happen. Uh, look, until we see James Troisi with a scarf lofted above his head, oh, hang on, um, maybe maybe even that won't be the uh, final conclusion of it all, as we saw with Maccabee Haifa. Yeah, so this saga probably isn't even over yet, but hopefully we're drawing closer to an official announcement from the club. It could be, you know, very well that during this lunch hour that we're doing this podcast in that we get uh, official confirmation from the club. But let's go back to the start of yesterday, obviously Wednesday. Uh, the first news that kind of came out was, I guess, the, the rumours that Marco Rojas, it was in the pipeline for a few days now that Marco Rojas was going to try his hand in Europe once more. That was quickly announced as official by the club that he'll be heading over to the Netherlands. Um, Dave, I'll get your thoughts on it. I'll just quickly say, though, that I think I said this all year. I said this was going to happen all year. We signed him on a two-year deal, and it was probably a piece of smart business by the club. Obviously, Kevin Musket did say that he tried as hard as he could to keep Marco at the uh, at the victory for next year, but it was always going to happen. He, he came back to victory with a point to prove. Uh, he played really well. Obviously, he was very unlucky probably not to win the victory medal. One R, uh, FES Player of the Year, the Balls of Steel Award, uh, sponsored proudly by Pacific Metal Group. Uh, but... Yeah, I think it was. I think it was destined to happen, and obviously we get now a, a transfer fee for a guy who is always going to go back to Europe eventually, anyway. Yeah, in some ways, Jace, uh, we knew this was happening. It was inevitable, really, because um, yeah, the sheer talent of the bloke. Um, I, I recall probably exactly this time last year when we announced that he was rejoining Melbourne Victory. I think we had pretty much said. It, Thank fuck that it's a two-year deal because if he plays like we know he can play, he'll rip the league apart and 
if that happens sooner rather than later, we're going to be able to cash in in some way. And whilst we don't know what the fee is, we know that you know we'll be getting something for him. Um, and look, the timing, people are talking about timing a lot, how nothing's happening, but better that this happened now than you know a week before the season proper. Yeah, I'm still a little bit unhappy about the timing. We're still you know, right in the midst of uh, pre-season training now. We've got a FFA Cup game in about two weeks' time or a week's time now. So it leaves us a bit threadbare in that sense. But yeah, as I said, inevitably it was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think we should be surprised. Ultimately, uh, the guy is clearly a cut above the A-League. And look, good luck to him at Heronveen, uh, who hopefully are sending us a nice big fat check. Hopefully so. So let's continue throughout the day. So that was the, the first piece of news. The second piece of news was that Stefan Mork, uh, a guy who was linked to the victory mostly through us, I think originally through us, we heard some mail that uh, he was coming to the victory. It's always, it's always really shit when you... You know, post a piece of news like that, post a rumour that you heard or you know, a, a piece of news that you thought was close to a done deal and then uh, it falls through like that. So we are scratching our heads a little bit at the moment. Obviously, the Herald Sun also reported that Mork was pretty much a done deal for victory. But nevertheless, he has signed uh, for Crosstown Rivals Melbourne City on a one-year loan deal. So he's still with his team in the Netherlands. So I assume he's remaining there. But uh, no Mork for us. It's not a, not a big piece of news. I wouldn't have been, you know amazed with that signing. I wouldn't have been you know, unhappy with the signing. I think it was a pretty much a stock standard kind of A-League squad player signing. Yeah, look, if we if we take off our VUC lens for a moment and step back and look at this, it's all really spicy what's happening. All this, you know, circulating around and, you know, uh, it's got kind of like a bit of football Game of Thrones with, you know, power shifts and backroom deals and deals happening and deals not happening and yeah it's just a really all of a sudden an intriguing off-season. Absolutely so that happened and uh, Victory fans I think the the discontent among Victory fans at this stage was at an all-time high you know Victory City are signing players, Victory are lapsing on you know we're missing out on players who have been linked with, Rojas is gone and suddenly at that stage we have 13 signed senior players out of a possible 23 squad which we have to assemble by the start of the A-League season. So I thought you know, on social media, soccer Twitter, as we call it, also uh, among Facebook fans as well, the discontent was absolutely rife. Yeah, Vuck fans, don't worry about Mork. Remember when the rumour came out, we were all like, ooh, this will be the first City player to cross over to the Vuck. Well, it isn't happening, and uh, we can continue to wear that badge of honour with pride as never, as never uh, acquiring any of their players. Absolutely. Now, so obviously that happens. Morka signs for City. Discontent among Victory fans is rife. Uh, it could be, you know, tensions at a knife's edge. And then all of a sudden, Victory released posts on their social media channels about Costa Barbarousas joining back on the VUC. Uh, it's, a, it's a signing that some VUC fans are happy with. Some are also a little bit unhappy. Not unhappy. I wouldn't say unhappy. I'd say a little bit... Uh, we say anticlimactic that we're once again bringing back a player who has been with us already, a bit of a back-to-future kind of feel, especially after we had um, you know, James Therese signing back with us last year, Marco Rojas. We want to see some new blood. We want to get excited over a new marquee signing, but it hasn't happened yet. Nevertheless, the victory start to release some stuff on their social media channels about Costa Barbarossa's talking about how good the fans are, and that's one of his deciding factors of coming back to the VUC. And a lot of fans on social media, a lot of angry fans after the Rojas 
Justin Mork News saw that as somewhat of a smoke screen to deflect away from the uh, the Rojas News to deflect away from the fact that we have half a squad right now. Uh, I assume that's probably a, a time thing. Probably they would have had that in the pipeline for a few days. Just unfortunate as to uh, to what happened all around that news. I can imagine if you go to school to le- to learn about social medias and what to do. This is like uh, social media 101. You know, fan. Well, sorry, not fan the flames, uh, douse the flames with a, a nice positive story to, I guess, quell any kind of uh, outrage that's out there. And there's a lot of outrage. Is there, has there been a player since Danny Alsop that has created more of a, I guess, rift in Buck circles? You know, more of a, I guess, polarising player than Costa, Costa Barbarossas? Yeah, it's a good point. I, it's an interesting one. I, I mean, I'm pretty happy with him returning once again, it doesn't have that kind of pizzazz of a new signing that we haven't seen before. You know, it might come from overseas and we have that great unknown about him. The thing is, we do know about him. We know what he can produce. He scored a goal in a grand final. He's a, he's a championship winning player. He did contribute. I think a lot of fans are a little bit harsh on him as a player, um, that he doesn't contribute enough. But I think he contributes more than enough. I'm pretty happy to see him back, even though it's not the, uh, the allure or the uh, luster of a, a new kind of signing. Proven player at this level... We know what we're getting. He's comfortable. He'll slot straight back in as a direct replacement for FBK. So, look, let's just tick that one off and move on. So, what's happened now? Rojas, Mork, Barbarossa's news. Let's move on to the, the biggest news of the day. Pretty much the reason why we have this podcast right now, the reason why we are recording outside of an office building with some violin playing in the background on some portable microphone. The reason why we're all here, and that's the James Theresa news. Now, we've gone through a bit of a timeline of what happened yesterday, but let's do a timeline within a timeline because this saga has been ridiculous, has been unreal, and it has turned some of the fans off. Uh, and that's you know a really good talking point. So let's go back from the beginning I guess from the start of this whole saga, when James Reese signed a one-year deal with Avak uh, last year, he had a great season. I think that really results in a lot of the fans urging on the club to to make a move, to kind of splash out and go after this guy long term. We all knew that James Reese doesn't really like sticking around anywhere too long. He's uh, his career has been littered with one and two year deals. Has never really played more than probably about fifty or sixty games for any club. So the the impetus was on the club to really make a move and make a splash, and they they did that. I suppose during the year they released Oliver Bazanich um, in what seemed like an orchestrated move to sign Teresi as marquee for the next season. So the club were making moves throughout the year, and. I think we were getting close, but then throughout the year, the the deals from City came. We had a reported $1 million deal from uh, Melbourne City throughout the year that we reported on the podcast, also reportedly a deal from Sydney. So there's lots of suitors for Teresi. He seemed to hold off on committing to the victory. It was a bit of a seesawing year for, for James Teresi in the contract discussions of an ongoing saga, wasn't it, Dave? Unbelievable. Uh, and, you know... I guess throughout the off-season, there was all sorts of reports about Willie, won't he, and you know, the, the management team and Melbourne Victory being miles apart, um, you know, citing money as a sort of sticking point. Uh, and you know, then there was some social media antics from James Troisi as well that we reported on. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's on social media throughout the Confederations Cup, talking about you know people who have to know what you're worth, and if they won't pay you, then you no, know, he wasn't saying in so many words, but paraphrasing here, if they you know they won't pay you, someone else will. So he made a bit of a mockery of the victory and the the contract discussions that were going on throughout the Confederations Cup. He pretty much claimed that victory didn't make him an offer at all, which I think we can probably all know. Is, is bullshit, really. 
Hundred percent. And then you know, after that, the the, the circus carried on, and there was uh, strong reports of him rejecting a deal from newly promoted Brighton Hove Albion in the English Premier League, and um, reportedly. You know, I can't remember the exact pounds, but you know, significant cash. But I mean, putting the cash to one side, an opportunity to play in the Premier League was passed up by him and his management. Absolutely. So after that uh, ordeal, when he turns down uh, Brighton Hove Albion's deal, he uh, goes on holiday. You know, he's had a big year. He deserves to kick up his feet in, uh, in the, the uh, Northern Hemisphere summer. He goes over to to New York and kicks back Tim Cahill's New York pad from his time at uh, at the New York Red Bulls. He's still obviously got a bit of a mansion there and uh, looks all right. On social media, there's lots of uh, posts of him enjoying some uh, nice summery barbecues with Tim Cahill. I feel, think it fueled speculation among some Victory fans that perhaps Tim Cahill is buttering up old James Teresi. Not too hard to butter him up. Show him the cash and show him a nice little extravagant lifestyle and he probably will be on the move. So there was a lot of thoughts from Victory fans that perhaps a, a move to City was imminent. And I think by the time he came back, that was what was going around. The The fact that the unthinkable was happening, that James Therese was actually going to sign after all this for Melbourne City. But no, but no, something else happened in, in between that. James Therese was cited on social media. Uh, how's your Hebrew, Dave? Maccabee Haifa? Haifa. Maccabee Haifa have on social media holding up a Maccabee Haifa scarf which is only really happens when you sign for a club. What a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre move, Dave. What do you make of the whole scarf incident? Jace, I've been following football my whole life. I, I'm struggling to recall a situation like this where you know, someone's actually at the point where they're holding up a scarf, which, as you said, is, is the you know, tell-all sign that they're about to join or you know, have signed on the dotted line. So this whole uh, theme of... That you know, we've been on about for a long time now about James Teresi getting some really, really poor advice over the span of his career continues to this absolute catastrophe. It's embarrassing for him, uh, embarrassing for Maccabi Haifa, but um, yeah, basically the, the saga you know continued after that point as well. So Yep, so the saga wasn't over yet. Obviously, the, the deal fell through. Daniel Garb was right on the money with saying the fact that that deal wasn't even done. He was just there for a medical, and then sure enough, the, the deal falls through. So he comes back to Australia, uh, seemingly with his tail between his legs. Where else is he going to go next? Uh, there's a few different rumours going around that uh, Asia or Europe is still uh, very much a possibility. Uh, but it seems like he was pretty much just going to Melbourne City. He was going to sign a deal uh, with Melbourne City. It would have been a huge deal with them. Obviously, crossing over to Melbourne Victory, marquee perhaps, um, crossing over from the Victory, would have been probably one of the watershed moments of the whole Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City kind of rivalry. It would have been a real huge moment for that rivalry. Nevertheless, though, Matt Winley last night claims that uh, after attending a medical on Monday, he was supposed to turn up to the club at uh, in Bandura, Melbourne City, on Tuesday. doesn't turn up. And then by Wednesday, he signed with Victory on a deal that is lower than what was reportedly offered to him throughout the year to become a marquee. So he's not going to be a marquee. He's going to be remaining with Victory on less money than what he was offered. James Teresi, um, what the fuck happened? This whole thing is astonishing. That's the only word I can think of to sort of describe it all. You know, Jace, I love a drink, and um, one of my favourite cocktails is a Long Island iced tea, and that's got, like, you know, about four or five different liqueurs in it. 
Well, that's that's kind of like what this has got in terms of emotions. Um, in in one sense, I can't help but still think he's just a total fuckwit. I mean, we have it on good authority that he's turned down this marquee deal with 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 City, um, and. It, that's just where it gets comical. He comes back to us at the 11th hour for far less money. And where, I guess, the emotions flip from that sort of astonishment is that now, if all of this is true, he's essentially fucked City up royally by reneging on their deal. Uh, so not only do they now have to go back out into the transfer market to look for that second marquee player, they have they have to start that player hunt again. It's a massive spanner in their pre-season work so for that reason alone uh, I'm thinking this is all pretty hilarious but at the same time and and understandably so most Melbourne Victory fans have a big question mark hovering above his head about his bona fides when it comes to this club what the ordeal he's put us through throughout this pre-season and you know he's now got a hell of a lot to prove to us when he gets on the park. Yeah, I think trust is a really big word. He's got a lot of trust to work back. And I'd love to see him come out when this is made official and actually talk to the fans, you know, say what the hell happened. I'd love to see him come onto the podcast, Jace. I don't think they get the big names onto uh, the Vivac's Sake podcast. They don't like uh, giving us the, the big names, but I'd love to chat with him. I'd love to see what was happening. I'd love to ask him the tough questions as to why this all occurred. I mean... We used some pretty strong language there for a player who's effectively a Melbourne Victory player. We, you just you just said the, the word fuckwit, which is a really harsh term to call a Melbourne Victory player. But you know, at the moment, I think a lot of fans actually do feel grieved. I feel like they, they do feel like a lot of trust has to be won back by, J, by James Tracy. And with his record, it's, it's hard to, to like this guy. The only way this can all be corrected is if the club and James come out and say this was all part of the plan to take City on a massive roller coaster ride and fuck them up. Uh, if that's what it is, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, see, I, I kind of would like to believe that, but also I can't really make sense of the whole scarf thing. But let's think of this holistically. Let's, t- let's take our supporters' cap off and let's think about this from a business point of view. We've signed James Teresi, who, let's face it, was one of the best players in the league last year, was one of our best players on the team, obviously. Uh, We've signed him on a deal that really is peanuts from what's being reported about the 560 mark, which is when you think about it, he was he was demanding about a million dollars, or he was getting offered a million dollars from City. He was probably demanding around about that much from us. I think we offered him $800,000 at the start, if you believe what's being rumoured. So to get him for 560 gives us a fair bit of flexibility. It's not a bad deal. It's a, it's a pay rise from what he was on. Uh, so that will squeeze us a little bit in terms of salary cap. Um, and someone made an interesting tweet response to what we had said about all this and saying that he's under the cap this season but potentially marquee next season. So if you're to believe that, it's a two-year deal. Uh, does James Troisi hang around any longer than one year most, most of the time? No. So, look, we'll believe that one when we see it. Yeah, I wouldn't believe too much about the potential for a second-year deal just at the moment. So... That pretty much concludes a really weird day, an amazing day for Melbourne Victory. Still, though, let's let's talk about it on a broader scale. We've still only got, with Marco Rojas gone and James Teresi re-signed, we've still only got about 14 players left, or 14 players signed for the upcoming season. We've got a FFA Cup game next week. Um, stands to reason that we're going to play a lot of kids next week because we don't officially really have even a squad. So, Dave, what are, what are your thoughts on, on I guess, the... 
the squad and how it's assembling? Is it too slow? Are we are we getting are we getting carried away? Is it too time too too early to panic? I think there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of both of those things when we want to talk about this. The lack of movement is a little worrying when you see other A League clubs, particularly the stronger A League clubs, you know, starting to assemble their squads, you know, effectively. Um, you know, and I'm not so much worried for the A League. There's still you know plenty of time for that, but I am worried for the FFA Cup. Our FFA Cup game is against A League opposition against Brisbane on the 8th of August. That's only two weeks away. So, you know, there's every chance that something could happen between now and then. But, of course, it always takes new players' time to settle and gel with the squad. Now, we have signed Reese Williams, as we've talked about. Uh, I think we actually mentioned that last season. So, you know, I think people forget that he, he essentially is the replacement for Barrow. And Barrow was a guy that we signed, you know, late in the piece just before our FFA Cup games last season. So in some respects, we've actually filled that gap nice and early. But there's there's a whole raft of departures this time around that haven't yet been accounted for. Yeah, and we'll go through a, a bit more of in-depth uh, squad analysis when we're in the studio, not hold a random microphone outside a building on Collins Street. Uh, I think we're going to throw away that FFA Cup game. I don't think it's a real priority this year. Real, realistically, with a, a squad of 23 in the A-League, how it is in Australia, you can't realistically expect to compete in the FFA Cup, the A-League, and also the Champions League. I think it's going to be far too hard. So I think let's, let's throw away the FFA Cup as much as it sucks to lose. I'm going to say let's throw it away. We're going, to have, we're going to have half a team of youth players. We actually can't field a team. I think what you need about 15 as a squad to fill a team on a bench with a bench and starting 11. So, I mean, we don't have enough players to even field a, a, a senior 11, so a senior 15. So, I think let's let's throw away the FA Cup game. Let's focus on getting the A-League right and then making a real assault on the Asian Champions League. Jace, 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 we're not that kind of club, mate. Do you remember when uh, we fielded a bunch of kids against Brisbane in the final round of uh, the A-League season before last. Um, those kids put up a pretty good account for themselves against a Brisbane side that weren't just in an FFA Cup fixture. They were actually playing for the title, and we held them to a nil-all draw. Uh, and, look, we'll, we'll, we're not going to talk too much about the Port Melbourne game on Tuesday other than to say it was a squad and a starting lineup in particular heavily littered with young players who, by all reports, perform well. Uh, I've seen the goals and some of the build-up and everything like that, but it wasn't at the game. And, you know, guys like uh, Goulding and Theo Harris and Pierce Waring have, have really got an opportunity in this FFA Cup to push for a first-team spot for the season proper. Yeah, and we'll once again go through all that a bit more uh, a bit more thoroughly in, uh, in our first studio show, which is going to be after the FFA Cup, either the Monday or the Thursday after. We're trying to figure out our own little work schedules and so forth, but we'll keep you posted closer to the date. I think we're going to wrap it up there. It's been a really busy day. Hopefully by this stage, uh, by the time this podcast is up, the uh, announcement for Teresi is official. If not, we're expecting that at some stage on Thursday. Uh, a reminder that you know we're back 
pretty much now. We're going to be ramping up the podcast over the next few weeks and months uh, before eventually getting towards a regular weekly show as per usual on Monday nights. Um, if you're new to us, because um, I think a lot of new people have kind of thought about or figured out or who, who we are and know what we're about. So if you're new to us and uh, you know, listening to For Fuck's Sake for the first time, just a reminder to um, follow us on you know, Facebook, Twitter, For Fuck's Sake, and also just subscribing to us on iTunes and Audio Boom. Uh, people have been asking about the fans forum who have been uh, on there the last few years I did close that down Um, I'm going to reopen it probably towards the start of September mid-September so we'll um, have some discussion on the fan forums towards the start of the season as well Um, so right now I think we'll leave it at that Dave unless you have anything else to say Mon the Vuck Mon the Vuck and goodbye we'll see you soon here's a thought What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.